Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Well, now, it just hit me as, for the first time in 10 years of podcasting, that if, you're, if you've downloaded this, you know that the name of this podcast is Rock Out Loud. So why would I ever say, welcome to Rock Out Loud? Welcome to Rock Out Loud. But I will tell you this, my name's Steve Glosson, and I'm glad to have you along. I'm glad to be here. We're going to be celebrating in this episode the 36th birthday of... Rebellion and the partying and the the big mess in recent years that has been MTV. I say it's a big mess because Lord, remember they used to play music on MTV? I do. But it's not just me doing this thing. I of course have the you know, if if my friend Teresa is the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk, then this lady is the heart and soul of Rock Out Loud. She's the one that brings the knowledge. She's the one that brings the, the majority of the passion and uh, and all the fun. Ladies and gentlemen, I say she's the rockin'est chick in all the land. She's from here to Scotland. It's Kristen in Jersey. What's up, Kristen? Hello, everybody. Can you all believe that we're doing like two Rock Out Louds in five days? This yeah, is amazing. That's true. This is, uh, this is unprecedented. It really is. I don't think we've ever done one this close back to back. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's good times. Well, we got to make up for lost time. We do. So. We really do. And we're going to do it tonight. And we're going to go back to a date that I wasn't even alive. And it's really, 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 really sad. Yeah, I was four years old. Okay, so not too bad. Right? Is that right? 36 years ago? Yeah. I was four. 1983. Yeah. No, one, two, one, 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 one. nineteen eighty-one. Okay. I did terrible math just then. <laughs> I did terrible math. So yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I was four, and now here we are. Uh, I am Steve, as I said. This is Kristen, the biggest uh, One Direction fan in the world, and we're here to I talk about MTV. So <laughs> Kristen, wh- did the MTV ever play music since you've been alive? Yes. Okay, so I am the TRL generation. Oh, okay. So I grew up with Total Request Live, like, getting home from school at, like, 3 o'clock, making sure to watch TRL at 3.30, like, living and dying by the top 10 countdown, like, Marilyn Manson doing, like, an entire thing. My mother walked in and went, what are you watching? And I was like, it's this guy. Look at him. He's wearing makeup. Isn't it cool? And he's so weird. Uh, No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Come on. Come on, that was the Dope Show era. I almost included the Dope Show on uh, my on my list. I'm glad you didn't. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm glad you didn't. Why? <laughs> That's such a synonymous MTV video for me, Steve. We come yeah. from different eras. I know. But I didn't do that because we've already done a high school show. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing is, is like there was a time when, like, from the time MTV went to air till the time they went off the air, because there was a there was a couple of years early on where they'd go off the air. 
you know, just like most TV stations would. They'd go off the air at a certain time at night. You know, this was before the 24-hour stuff. Uh, it was like different video shows over and over again. And Well, like the first day of MTV, they showed like the same videos and the same artists over and over again. Right. Well, and, the, and what happens there is, is there wasn't many videos. Nope. People weren't doing that. And then what would, what would happen is um, these videos would get played in rotation so much that they became iconic just because of how much they were getting played. Mm-hmm. And then there were some that just became legendary in their greatness. I, I and I, you know, there was there were a lot. There were well, not a lot, but there were several that I didn't put on because they were too poppy, I guess. Like and not earth shattering enough. Like ta- like the video for "Take on Me" by Aha. Uh-huh. Knew it. I knew yeah. you were going to say that. <laughs> um, uh, dire Straits, the uh, the money for nothing. Uh, money for nothing. Yeah. And so stuff like that, you know, that were, I mean, they were things that were like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is amazing. Um, but I tried to get some seminal videos and some that were kind of seminal to me in uh, okay. my choices that, you know, that there, there's not going to be any surprises or any sleepers in here. But, um, well, mine, re- there aren't any really sleepers or that's like, true. like that in mine either. That's true. I mean, it's MTV. This isn't the time where you're like, I'm going to pull out, you know, the deep cut off right. of Stay Hungry by Tissa Sister. They didn't make videos. So, being from the TRL generation, what was your opinion of Carson Daly? Um, I didn't really have one. He was just kind of a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Like, he would present the videos. The one thing that I did like about Carson Daly was that, like, he would have, like, Britney Spears on the show. But then, like, the next day or, like, the next segment, like I said, like, he would have Marilyn Manson. Yeah. He would have, like, Nine Inch Nails, Mm -hmm. things like that. So there was always, like, a rock element in TRL, even though it was very much about the pop princesses and, like, the boy bands. So, and a big part of that, like, finding out later, being older, a big, huge part of that was Carson Daly. So props to Carson for being like, no, we're not we're not gonna let you know the pop princesses take over this show and then for a while you even had like the big fights between like who's gonna be number one and two so like one day like pod would be number one and then the next day like backstreet boys would be and they'd be duking it out for who was gonna be number one by the way (laughs) do you love me for pulling out a pod reference what a reference (laughs) (laughs) boom here comes the boom oh wow which one was that one the Youth of the Nation song. I mean, oh, that was yes. all over at the MTV We TRL. are, we are. Gosh, I have not thought about that song probably since it was on the charts. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I'm telling you, there was not a sports television show or movie that, that would not crank up some boom. Here comes the Here boom. Comes the boom. Yeah. I mean, even in one of my all-time favorite movies, Grind, which is like an indie skateboarder movie, mm. they they have they have click, pick, click, click, boom. And here comes the boom. P.O.D. Wow. Do you feel so alive? I No. I I feel kind of sad inside. I Wow. That's just a... I mean, like, of all the names you could have brought up, <laughs> I thank you so much for bringing up P.O.D. Because... This is why you keep me around. Well, they were a group that I always had a love-hate relationship with. It's like, do I like these guys? I don't think so. And, it, and part of it was always the contrarian in me. I'm like, yeah, I'll jam out to a little bit of this. But then I'm like, huh, this is really getting on my nerves. Are they are they like hard rock reggae? Are they, what are they, what are they? Are they trying to do the hip rock? Who who do these people think they are? And 
And then I'd be like, this is really cool. And they'd be like, no, I hate it. So. Yeah. The early 2000s was a weird time in music, man. But they were also like, they were getting a lot of Christian play. Like they were supposed to be some kind of Christian band too. Yep. Yep. I remember that. And I was like, are they though? I never knew. I never knew. Um, so yeah. not every band could be striper, Steve, and That's... just like shouting out to hell with the devil. Right. Right. Which by the way, came across the old Pandora today. Stop <laughs> I was it. Listening to it. Yeah. I had my classic Christian rock going and, uh, here to comes Striper. With the devil. Oh. I told you that Angie got a Bible, a Striper Bible, right? Nice, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. I'll inherit that one day. How about <laughs> that dude can still blow, man? He's still I got know. some pipes. He sings for like Kansas, I think. He was with Boston for a little while. With Boston, yeah. yes. Another another, you know, mm -hmm. geographical name. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know. You got your Kansas, your Boston, your Chicago. America. Yeah, well. Asia. They're like, we're just gonna take it all. Then Asia's like, we got a continent. And then and then <laughs> and then Toto's like, we named ourselves after a dog. Oh my god. And Leonard Skinner's like, Jim teacher. And Bon Jovi's like, yeah, we're just gonna, you know, pick the singer's last name. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh kind of. Kind of his last name. If we're being honest. So anyhow, we're we're talking MTV. I dip back into the eighties, of course for for the love of everything and you sent some gold you sent some uh you sent in to me some promos for different things from back in the day on on the old mtv and uh let's start with this one here this is the twisted sister this is the invasion promo from 1986 and the sound's a little wonky because it's it's a transfer, obviously, from a VHS tape. But uh, we'll see what we can do with it here. Check this out. Stop overseas. The working conditions are extremely hazardous. But I think you'll all agree that the objective is worthwhile. I'm talking about the invasion of Britain. If you've got the gut, MTV's got the content. We need one volunteer and one buddy from each state to dress up like Dee Snyder. Then we'll fly you to England on March 23rd to storm Hammersmith Odeon for Twisted Sister in concert. Party with the band at the Limelight Club and overthrow the city of London. A company will see the big band. B company will pay the royal family a little visit. And C company will trash Ozzy's castle. Let the Yanks just try it. You stand huh. up. <laughs> wow. You oh. call yourself a Twisted Commando? You're a disgrace! What do you call that? I got a good mind to slap your crew cut. You are destroying your life with that hairdo! I want you. To enlist, send a postcard to MTV Twisted Invasion. Wow. Post Office Box 1280, Radio City Station, New York, wow. New York, 10101. Be all that you can be. So... Wow. <laughs> There's a lot happening in that. There's it's a lot really happening. Good acting. There's a room full of guys sitting there watching D. Snyder point to a map saying, we got to invade Britain. They're all in big yellow long blonde wigs. And as you heard, the contest is dress up like D. Snyder. I guess they wanted someone from each state yeah, to dress apparently. up like D. Snyder and win. So they sent 50 people over to party with Twisted Sister. To the Hammersmith Odeon. Wow. 
MTV, you know, big spenders over there. Back in the day, I guess they were. I wonder who won. Who won? Google it. Who won the Twisted Sister British? The only contest that I've ever seen, like, someone win is, like, when John Bon Jovi was, like, giving away his childhood house or something, and then, like, this family got it. Yeah. Because they literally broadcast that on MTV. And I was so upset that John Bon Jovi sat in their kitchen. Well, I mean, it was his kitchen first. I know, but, like, they got to go there and, like, meet him and, like, sit in the kitchen with him and, like, oh. Well, I mean. It's not fair. All right, is Google down? I was about to say. Um, <laughs> I can't, let's see. Twisted Sister, Sepulcher, right? No. No. Oh, well. I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing they picked 50 people to go to Great Britain. Maybe they picked 50 people and then they narrowed it down to the best. Maybe. Cosplay back in the 80s. That was that was from 86. Now, this video is by this first video we're going to look at and in, in the music we're going to play here is from Twisted Sister. It is uh this is a classic and and look, the the one thing is my relationship with MTV is my parents would not allow us to watch it and in fact, my dad when whenever we would have cable because we'd go in and out with cable um sometimes we'd have it and sometimes he'd be like no i'm tired of paying for this but when but when we'd have cable he would literally call the cable provider and be like i want mtv not on my show not on my tv stop it true story and so it would be scrambled on our television that is such a bummer right i've never had to live that life so um this was way back in the day i guess when you could demand stuff from your cable provider rather than <laughs> vice versa so uh, but this was one that we were warned against because of how much rebellion it fomented in teenagers. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. so scary. Oh. Such a bad example. That's right. So uh, this is We're Not Gonna Take It. All right, mister. What do you think you're doing? You call this a room? This is a pigsty. I want you to straighten up this area now. You are a disgusting slob. Are you listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. Now, wait a minute.
I totally forgot he says, what do you want to do? And then he says, I want to rock. I'm like, wait, did they have this video mislabeled? <laughs> I, when you said that, I'm like, oh, God, Steve totally thinks they're doing I want to rock. I did. I'm like, what is it? Hold on. And then, yeah, then and then I remembered. But, I mean, this is everything. They've got all the 80s tropes in here, little sight gags and everything. And what was funny to me, the first time I ever watched this, um, because I hadn't seen it, I just forgot about the, what is it you want to do? I just remembered coming in there and, like tearing the kid's room up and then getting blasted out by the guitar or whatever. Um, I forgot how mean the dad was. Like, he's going up there and just tearing the room apart telling his kid he's a slob. Yep. And by yeah. The, and by the way, I, this looks like the house from The Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> the movie. Um, so, yeah, and this became an anthem. But this is one of those things that, at least in my circle... We were warned against, like, oh, this is evil. Look at how they're encouraging kids to rebel and everything. And I'm like, oh, well, look you at forgot. The PMRC, Steve. Well, that's true. But I'm also thinking, you forget to mention that dad's being borderline abusive there, you know. Oh, well, it's never the parents' fault, Steve. Well, Come on, we know that. Yeah. But then the dad gets his because <laughs> the gag where they're all walking through the door and he gets smushed time and time again. Uh-huh. That's classic 80s comedy right there, is what that is. Well, the whole thing with this video is that they wanted it to be like a Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoon. Mm -hmm. Like, they wanted those, like, really cheesy gags in there. So, like, when people were saying that the video was super violent, they were were just like, I mean, like, do you let your kids watch cartoons? Because that's literally what we're doing. And Twisted Sister was themselves trying to be a huge cartoon. Like, look at their makeup. Look at how they looked. Um... Also, one of the best documentaries I've seen on Netflix, anyone that has Netflix out there, it is called We Are Twisted Blank Sister. Hmm. And it goes through, like, their entire uprising up until they broke big. Like, it ends at them breaking big because it, it's such an unbelievable, ridiculous story. So the fact that that band became an MTV darling and is so synonymous with MTV, especially, like, these videos and their image and all that sort of stuff is so like no one would have ever thought it ever 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 well they were this great fusion of of glam rock and and they felt a little bit punky at the same time and um and and they didn't they had what like one number one hit yeah it was probably we're not gonna take it yeah but or maybe maybe it was the price there was they i think as i recall and i and, and i'm stepping out here not even gonna do the research since it's right at my fingertips (laughs) <laughs> but I think they only had like one number one hit. Um, but they still well, so did Def Leppard. Right. But because of their presence on MTV, um, you know, they were they were a lot bigger. But yeah, it is it's definitely a cartoon, like you say, because right down to at the beginning when he falls out the window and the mom just comes and throws water on his face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then at the end, he goes to window to window and finally he gets in front of the wall and he's like, I'm okay now. And they blow him out the wall. Like, as you do. Like they're diehard or something. And like this, all the singles basically from, tw- or, well, this and then I Want to Rock, they follow the same storyline. Mm-hmm. So like it's the same kind of thing. It's the same kind of aesthetic in all the videos. So like... In the 80s, like, people make fun of 80s videos because, like, they, they're, they're, quote, fingers cheesy and ridiculous and all that sort of stuff. But things like this had never been done before. So they're trying to do this, like, elaborate, like, you know, music video with a storyline that, like, tells the story of the song. 
So, you know, some, there were some hits and some misses. I encourage everybody to watch the Only Lonely video by Bon Jovi. And if you could tell me what that video is about, like, you win at life because no one has any idea. Have we done so, that? Have we done that experiment on this show? I don't think so. I think it would be hilarious. Maybe we should add that in as an honorable mention. We'll see if we have time. We'll see if we have time, and and if we do, <laughs> we'll 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 do that. That might be fun. That might be a fun thing to do is actually sit down and break down some of these videos at some point that are oh my god yes that are a little harder to understand and figure out exactly what's going on. Um, but yeah, so Twisted Sister was doing it, man. They, but you know that. With their stuff, of course, Dee Snyder is a showman, mm-hmm. you know, and and the whole deal with him, you know, since we're talking about him, what's so great is the moment when he does go and he um, testifies before Congress and he, does, uh, and he doesn't make a fool of himself. Nope. You know, and everyone was thinking he would. Um, and, and he went and he, and he was articulate and, and said what he needed to say and said his piece and and uh, and kind of surprised everybody. And his big hair. That's right. That's right. All out. They they were so ready to pick him apart, and he was like, "Oh yeah, cause like I've like I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't do any of that stuff. So come at me, bro." And mm-hmm. then you had John Denver and Frank Zappa right next to him. <laughs> what and a John combo! De- and John Denver was like, "You don't do any drugs, what?" <laughs> what? <laughs> so so don't come to you for the old. Uh, Wacky tobacco. Yeah, the old wacky. I've got to go fly a plane. Um, <laughs> country road, take me home. Uh, but I will forever know and love Twisted Sister for their most valued role in my life, and that is uh, their cameo in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. There you go. Count on me, you're gonna burn in hell. That was the song they were singing. Oh, that song is one of my favorite <laughs> Twisted Sister songs. And I'm pretty sure we've played it on this show. I don't think we have. I thought we did for some reason. Well, I mean, we've had so many shows at this point. We have, we should count them one day. Uh, I, think, um, I think this is 51. I think our last episode was 50. Oh, my God. That's such a big deal. We have to do a big thing when we get to 100. Uh, of course we will. We will. And not a clip show. No. Clip, that's lame. Well, clip shows are too hard to put together. So, right there. That's out. I'm too lazy to do a clip show. I thought about doing that one time, and I'm like, I started, and I'm like, no, I'm good. Now, if someone wants to put together a clip show for us, go right ahead. We welcome that. Just me screaming, what? And Steve, every time. (laughs) Why? What? (laughs) What are you talking about? There's a lot of those. Well, I said it would get poppy, and you know, with with Twisted Sister doing their thing in '86 with uh, "We're Not Gonna Take It," and and really, this is one of the cool things in the '80s about um, about music videos is that a lot of these artists realized we can make little movies. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do something that's really creative to go along with this, and. I, I tell you who did the I, and for my money the person who did the best job was the king of pop himself. Um, he was adamant that these things would be movies that he was making, and in this case, a thirteen-minute plus movie, almost fourteen minutes, that begins with a warning that he says he is, or or a statement that says he has no involvement with the occult and means to have no involvement with the occult. This I mean, a, back then you had to do it. Yes. And this is, of course, uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. 
And we're just going to play the opening here. Would they, uh, in fact, we'll probably stop when, stop playing it when the music starts because this opening is so dang long. Or I'll just skip around. That's a car pulling up and apparently running out of gas. Honestly, we're out of gas. So, what are we gonna do now? Now they're walking. Because it's Michael Jackson. Sorry, I didn't believe you. Can I ask you something? What? You know I like you, don't you? Yes. And I hope you like me the way I like you. Yes. I was wondering if you would be my girl. Uh oh. Oh, Michael. <laughs> it's beautiful. Now it's official. It's a class ring. I have something I want to tell you. Oh, now it's going to get serious. Yes, Michael. I'm not like other guys. Of course not. That's why I love you. No, I mean I'm different. What are you talking Went about? Went from like to love pretty quick, by the way. Uh-oh. Here comes the moon. The full moon. Michael had some bad shrimp. Are you alright? Shut away! Oh, that's scary. I use these same shots in Team Wolf. And now Michael Jackson is a werewolf. A teenage werewolf. Poodle Skirt Girl has run away because Poodle Skirts were big in the, in the 80s. But I guess it's took place with 50s. Michael just knocked the tree down. There's still a lot of running going on. You know the video. That's how Michael Jackson sings when he's a werewolf. Oh, big scare out of nowhere. Oh, now we cut to a movie theater. Michael's loving it. His girl's on his arm. And Michael's putting down the popcorn like Steve at a buffet. Can we get out of here? No, I'm enjoying this. Selfish. Well, I can't watch. That's right. You leave, girl. Excuse me. Scrawled in blood. What's it say? See you next Wednesday. Oh, he gave his popcorn to people next Wednesday. Uh-oh, here we go.
It's only a movie. It's not funny. You were scared, weren't you? I wasn't that scared. Yeah, you were scared. <laughs> So there that is. We just played four and a half minutes worth, and so I told you we'd start it. We'd stop as the music started. We're all about the music here, but this is a video show, so. That was my favorite thing ever. And video killed. Well, I felt like we couldn't just play it. It had to be described. Oh my god, video is so good. <laughs> that's a fa- that's the best thing that this podcast has ever produced. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, good. Oh, thank God for the mic mute button. <laughs> I was worried. I'm like, I'm getting on everyone's nerves. Kristen is not amused right now. Nope, I was cackling. <laughs> oh, but this was, I mean, this was groundbreaking. I mean, this was, you want to talk about expensive. Oh, my this God, was, yeah. This was groundbreaking, 1982. And, um, and so when, when MTV does come along, they've got something to play. And this went into rotation. And, well, uh, this, they did the whole, like, making the video before, like, the whole lead-up, like, Michael Jackson Thriller is going to premiere on this day. Like, they yes, made it yep. an event. Yes. And um, <laughs> and it and it was an event that lasted a long time. Still going. A long time. <laughs> um, yeah, it really is. In fact, in the, did you... I didn't know you know we you know one thing we've not talked about is the Stranger Things. Did you watch the Stranger Things? Um casually. On the if, Netflix. Okay. If that's even possible. But yo, that trailer though. Yes, exactly. That Vincent Price voiceover though. That right. thriller remix though. Yes. Give that guy an Oscar. Like yeah. I don't even care. You can't get Oscars for TV. Give him a damn Oscar. That's yes. how good that trailer is. Yeah, it was so good. And um and and this you know I, like i say we bring this in just because there's not much to say about it other than we all know it was huge we know it was a big deal and it's one of those things that defined for me mtv totally you know, the, i totally am okay with you picking this song yeah well you said you listen you've already given me your thumbs up in our emails back and forth so oh absolutely <laughs> so so, yes. I, so i step into this show very more much more confident than usual Also, I think you feel comfortable. Also, the revelation of your One Direction fandom on the last episode really helps me feel at ease. Uh, um, Guys, just a reminder, Steve loves Creed. C-R-E-E-D. Yes, that <laughs> band with arms wide open. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I do. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm not ashamed to say I like Creed. Okay. So, there you so go. So, before you come for me mm-hmm. for liking Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Harry Styles. Creed. What a name. Creed. <laughs> Creed, 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 Creed. It only gets you so far. <laughs> because Also, wait a minute. No, no, because we're not getting off Thriller without saying this, okay? okay? Every year mm-hmm. on Halloween, mm-hmm. MTV still plays Thriller. And they should. And they should. It's amazing. And I'll tell you what else. Um, every year on the Big Honkin' Show during the Halloween season, Thriller gets in heavy rotation. Um... Duh, it heavy, has heavy to. rotation. And then and then I sit and watch the Pumpkinhead man dance the thriller. Oh my god, and, the pumpkin head. And it is that's one of the greatest things Kristen's ever given me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's when, I was gonna say, I think I gave that to 
There we were at Mixer.com slash Goliverse. I believe it might have been slash Big Honkin' Show then at that point. And Kristen's like, look at this. And next thing I know, I'm because Kristen used to be a listener. Like, she used to be a like totally faithful listener when we do our late night shows and everything. And she'd Sorry, be jamming out with us. Now I'm here. And, um, and, and she's like, look at this. And next thing I know, I'm watching this. And then she puts in the chat, he dances to any song. And sure enough, he dances <laughs> to any song. It is amazing. It's one of those glorious works of whatever and the cackle that came from steve it was awesome i think it went on for like 10 minutes (laughs) and you were like does it go to this cackle does it go to this cackle does it go to this howl oh it was good stuff it was good stuff all right my apparently my internet has slowed way down are they throttling me over here gee whiz that's rude make sure we're on the right track here now I've got to, uh, um, it's close to midnight. yeah, we're, this is right. Um, so Kristen, you know what we've yet to do on this show? What? Write it down in your Marvel notebook so yeah. we don't forget, but go ahead. We have yet to do, this is written down in the notebook, which, oh! which I don't know where that notebook is right now. I, I've not seen it since the move. Um, <sighs> The, oh, I know what you're going to say. We have not... I just looked at what's next. Yeah, we have not done a Van Halen show. We have to. And we really we do. We take some serious prepping. Yes. Well, I and still, do it. I still say it needs to be a two-parter. We need to do I agree. Van Halen and Van Hagar. Yep. And uh, and because you, again, seminal, seminal group that, that was... Van Halen was a part of the MTV boom as much as any other group was, you know, they, they weren't just huge on the rock scene. They were huge on the video scene. David Lee Roth, a big part of that. Oh my God. Talk about a showman, like love him or hate him. Like even look at his solo videos, right? They're like little mini movies. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you watch him do his thing and, um, and you know why these guys were made for video. I mean, it is true. Video killed the radio star. But it made some incredible video stars. And, yes, it did. And David Lee Roth was one of those. And this is uh, this is a fun little video. It's uh, it's old Van Halen hot for teacher. <laughs> Everything is sweet, sweet Waldo. Now, Waldo, I hope you find some friends this year. Oh, Mom, you know I'm not like other guys. Waldo. I'm nervous and my socks are too loose. Waldo's doing a bad John Wayne impersonation. Sit down, Waldo. right the nerd is on the bus and he's in trouble
a second, man. What do you think the teacher's gonna look like this year? He just can't figure himself out, can he? Bless his heart. Just can't catch a break. Nope. I mean, and let's talk about how uncomfortable the way his mom speaks to him is. Oh, my God. That sounded so (laughs) bad without, you know, visual context. (laughs) I'm like, this is not, well, even with visual context, it's like, "Mm, this does not sound nice. This is not, this is very Oedipal, maybe? Is that the word I'm looking for? Floridian? Yeah, Floridian. No, Floridian, oh. like oh. Freud. <laughs> I thought you said Floridian. I mean, Floridian. I mean, Stranger Things have happened. It is Florida. Alabaman. Um, so, yeah, but this is... Uh, honestly, this is... I don't feel like they... With this video, I don't feel like they lead into the hot teacher well enough because all of a sudden she just comes out like a stripper from, you know, behind the curtains rather than doing the, you know, standard teacher taking her glasses off and, you know, like you would expect. I mean, Steve, instant gratification, man. That's this true. video is meant for, like, 13-year-old boys. They don't need a lead-up. That's true. 80s. Um, <laughs> so, Feminism? What's that? <laughs> well, listen, the, the teacher is the star of the show. She is. They all love her. Of course they do. Did you ever have a teacher that you were hot for? Good Lord, no. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, I know. I'm saying okay. I would just I don't oh. I don't not believe you. I'm like trying to think. I'm like no. Yeah. No, because most teachers made fun of me because of my music taste. Do you uh, know how much that diminishes you in my book? Yeah. A lot. Um. Yeah. I look. I I don't blame you. That should diminish you. <laughs> I had a French teacher my senior year of high school. She was rather attractive. Well, there you go. Yeah. I guess I had her my junior and or maybe it was my sophomore and junior year. I had her for two years. What's that? We're just getting younger and younger now. Yeah, and she was a club advisor for a club I was in, so maybe that's why I associated with my senior year as well, because we just spent a lot of time together, which was fine with me. <laughs> so, but then she got also so for Van Halen and Hot for Teacher. Has everyone seen the Oh Pretty Woman video? Like, look at how far they came. Isn't it so nice? It's nice to see a band progress in video form. Oh sure. Sure. Well, this that, that video is god awful. Well, and this song was used to great effect in uh, Varsity Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, so this song is just like it's one of those like you you love the word the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Like that, it entered into this other world of pop culture phenomena. Like everyone knows this song. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, it it is. It and it and because of the because of the subject matter and because of how easily it is to stick in places when you've got no pun intended when you've got um the the chorus hitting just right you know like this song could have been you watched Smallville back in the day yes do you remember uh, season two episode two I believe Heat I believe oh yeah with the heat. red K yeah no with the heat vision. Oh, yes. Well, because, yeah, yeah, that teacher, he's hot for teacher. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they could have inserted that, you know, if they wanted to be on the nose. But they went with uh, Nellie's hot in here. Come on. I don't think Van Halen is really an on-the-nose pick for Smallville. (laughs) That's true. I mean, Lois Lane was not even on the show yet, Steve. That's true. Now, hey, Lois and her white snake love. I... No, that's why I love Lois because I could I could identify with Lois so much. Erica Durant. Oh, your Def Leppard anthology. Uh, excuse you, Clark. Erica Durant's coming to uh, Supergirl. I know yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, she'll be. She's actually replacing uh, the actress who was playing Allura um, in the first season or so. A little bit of geekdom facts. Yeah. What is this stuff I have? written down Tangent. i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry i just saw something that i did not understand two words back to back bubbles survivor oh what does that you survive m- some bubbles no i i just pulled it down to see what it was and it's from the with bag pod we talked about michael's chimp bubbles oh he got to meet bubbles so he's a bubble survivor um sorry Sorry, I can't everybody. believe how like few steps or how few degrees of separation I am from Brian Austin Green. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I know, right? I can text him right now, tell him to tune in. <laughs> He'll be like, "How do I do that?" <laughs> what? I don't understand what you mean. What do you mean, tune in? Um. Yeah. So Van Halen, like I said, we've got to do a whole Van Halen show. Yeah, we really have to give them their time, and you know defend the pants off of Sammy Hagar because I think we both kind of like Van Hagar a lot a lot more than the yes. usual well and I and I am of the school that I think I like Van Hagar maybe a little bit better than you know the Roth era okay so and I know I'm in the vast minority but we also there's also some great uh vocals only of David Lee Roth out there oh my god <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well played well played <laughs> oh man well you know if if music if if pop music and rock music didn't have a bad enough uh reputation as it was um music videos queen is coming up the, what's that the queen is That's coming right. up of that well music videos really helped that out um, in fact, my house became a definitively Coca-Cola house mm-hmm. back in the 80s because of Michael Jackson's promotion of Pepsi and eventually Madonna's promotion of Pepsi. Which Your parents didn't like Michael Jackson either? No. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. And uh, so when we come, and, and actually I think Pepsi actually used this video to promote themselves. Yes, they did, and then it got all the blowback, oh, and they stopped doing it. Yeah, because this video got banned. Right, and uh, because of you know, I mean, it's Madonna; she's doing her religious overtones and stuff, and um, but you can't deny the songs. I mean, the song's a good song. 
And I know it's not pop out loud. I know it's rock out loud. But good Lord, last week we were subjected to One Direction. So we can handle some of the greats of pop music. And uh, this is uh, Like a Prayer by Madonna. Post-apocalyptic society, apparently. Madonna has fallen. There's a cross burning. That's not it. It's not a good imagery. Yeah, this is, um, it's a weird video. She, she's it's feeling amazing. She's feeling guilty because she witnessed something horrible and the wrong man was arrested. So she runs to the church and, um, the statue comes alive. Like it's a mannequin, like mannequin one or mannequin two. Take your pick. <laughs> and, uh, and then he leaves, he leaves the church. He's gone, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, she's left there with nothing but floating through the air, getting caught by a choir director, and, uh, of course, the stigmata are involved, to use that term. Everything that... Every every religious piece of iconography that can be used almost gets used in this video. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's no wonder the uh, the Christians were a little upset by it. And... Um, Everything was banned. Everything was banned. But uh, you can't deny the song jams. And it tells a story. Again, it's that theatrical thing. And Madonna would do this a lot as well with her videos. Is she tried to make them as high quality as possible. You know, and whether they were doing like this one's doing and telling a story. Or whether it was uh, just her on set. Almost like on a musical stage. That kind of thing. Um, she did all kinds of stuff. And... I gotta say, the burning crosses really are disturbing when you think about it. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I mean, to you. I'm sorry, do you know the origin of the burning cross? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a southerner. I mean, and I'm even bothered by it, for crying out loud. And I'm even bothered by it. So, I yeah. mean... She is like the princess of shock. Like yeah. she's all about shocking. She's all about controversy. She's mm -hmm. been doing it forever. That's why people love her. It's why people hate her and can't stand her. Yeah. 
Well, and she... also, can we address what Wendy said in the chat? I did not see what Wendy said in the chat. Wendy says, "Like a Virgin wasn't more iconic?" Question mark. And I say no. I think the performance at the VMAs right was uber iconic. I yes. don't think the video was iconic. The video was not more iconic than this. It didn't stir up more controversy than this for sure. Um, the the you're right. The the performance at the VMAs definitely did, and um. But you know, I mean, you think of some of her other stuff. Papa Don't Preach had that whole story going in it, as well as uh, some other stuff from you know. You get on into the '90s with like Vogue and everything, and that ends up being more of like a like I say, almost like a stage performance, like you're watching a musical or something uh, mm -hmm. with that. But it was all done like very high quality filming and and you know big productions and. Um, but yeah. Well, then you even had like her racier stuff in the '90s too. Oh yeah. You, are, oh, you're talking about uh, erotica, erotica. Justify my love. Justi Justify my love is one I was thinking of. But then you get to I the. I love that song. But then you get to the uh, to the end of the '90s and you end up with uh, Witch Madonna. Oh my God, Frozen, mm -hmm. such a good song. Yeah. Oh my God. You think so, guys? Can I just like completely lose some rock cred right now? I freaking love Madonna. I, yeah, that doesn't. I don't think anyone is surprised by that. Really? Yeah, I don't think that would surprise anybody. Okay, well, I freaking love Madonna, so I'm just saying. I what I tell you what does surprise me is that you love Frozen, not the movie, mind you, the Madonna song. Oh my God! You only see what your eyes want to see. How can life be what you want it to be? When you're you're frozen. When, when your heart's your not open. Heart's Steve. not open. And if I could melt your heart, we'd never be apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at you. Also, this used to be my playground. That was from A League of Their Own. Oh, I was, I've, I've never seen A League of Their Own. I know the big There's No Crying in Baseball, but yeah. I've never seen it. Well, it's Madonna's in it. I know. Um, so is Rosie O'Donnell and Tom Hanks. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, this, um, but I, I feel like this is one of the more, because of the controversy it stirred up. And it's just, it's interesting to me that if this, I don't know if this came out today, if it would even move the needle with people. Oh my, in terms of like controversy? Yeah. No, 100% it wouldn't. I w you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if it moved the needle with a whole different crowd of people, but I, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like some other folks have moved on. So it's, it's just a, it was... And then for Pepsi to go and use it, that ended up backfiring on them a little bit. But it's just, again, it's that who whoever makes the loudest noise. You know, Squeaky Wheel gets the grease and Tipper Gore. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm not for banning anything. Um, but again, this is one of those things. My mom's like, well, we're sure not going to keep drinking Pepsi. We're not drinking Pepsi. We were a Coca-Cola family now. We grew up in such different times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just in such different families as well. I mean, you're well, talking yeah, about, yeah. you're talking about, we were staunch conservatives, Southern Baptist conservatives. So, um, you know, and, and that's, and that's, and, and so my response to a lot of these things is, you know, I don't, the first time I saw them, I was actually older. And so I didn't get that moment of, this is so cool. You know, maybe the Ghostbusters video I saw as it was being aired, released. 
I tell you what, I'll give you another honorable mention real quick before we move into, you know, basically the lord of this podcast. Um, <laughs> Have we accepted him as our lord and savior? The rock out loud lord and savior, maybe. Um, okay. The, uh, I'm not comfortable with that, that phraseology, but sure. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the TRL that you mentioned a while ago. Yes. You know, in May of 1999, there was a little movie that hit uh, hit theaters everywhere, um, that shook up the world. It, it, some for some good, for some ill, and um, they actually had a music video attached to it by one John Williams. Of course, I'm talking about the Phantom Menace and the Duel of the Fates video. Mm-hmm. And yours truly was watching TRL that day when that thing debuted. Because I was like, this is amazing. Star Wars is on MTV. This is the greatest day of my life. And um, and I think it got a little bit of play. reached that point, man, where everyone went there to promote their stuff. Yeah. Well, it was something new. Like, it's something no one expected. Star Wars has a music video. And they did the same thing for uh, Attack of the Clones, not to as much success. Um, and then the they actually did a little video for what's called Battle of the Heroes, but they put it on the, uh, the CD release of the revenge of the sith soundtrack but um but yeah duel of fates was huge and it was trl and i mean and that was my first because i asked you about carson daly he always just looked dead-eyed to me like he would rather be doing a million other things but come to find out that's just who he is yeah i mean some people are just like that Mm -hmm. people think i'm really really mean when they look at me it's just my face yeah people i don't know what people think about me when they look at me uh, you know what? I've been told that people thought that I was not happy just because I'm just sitting there. I'm like, no, this right? Is... And it's like it's just me. Yeah, it's just me. I'm just sitting here, just my resting face, as they say. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, we move we move forward um, to this to this bad boy. Now, <clears throat> we'll talk about it once we play it. But this is uh, this is Glory Days by old Bruce Springsteen. That's machinery, everybody, working. As that machinery's working, the mug's out on the ball field now, thinking about being out there. Got his ball, he's going to be throwing it at a wall. There they are on stage.
Well, it's Bruce being Bruce. It's what he does. It's what he does right. best. They're in the old bar playing, singing about the glory days, having a good old time. Just Bruce is one of the only people in the world that can be super cool while he's smiling. <laughs> I mean, really. You think about it. Think about how cool that Joker is. And a lot of people think you got to be, you can't smile if you want to be cool. But not Bruce. Bruce smiles all the time. That's what, is, right. what does he have to be mad about? He's right. making great music. He's from New Jersey. And he's just, you know, singing about the glory days. Fun fact, I've been in this bar. Because, of course. And you know who I saw play at this bar? Bruce Springsteen? Oh, my God, no. I would oh. die if I saw Bruce Springsteen play in this bar. I thought it was about to be an amazing story like that. I mean, it is an amazing story. You saw the struts. I saw the struts play there. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> They did their little record, uh, a little, or not, it was like a record showcase thing before the record came out. So. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I've been to Maxwell's Tavern, which is where they shot this video. That's awesome. So is that why you put this video in there instead of Dancing in the Dark? No. So I put this video on there because this video, honestly, I wanted to put I'm on Fire because I'm on Fire has the bigger storyline. Mm -hmm. But I wanted there to be, because all these videos that I'm, pulling out tonight all have a storyline through them glory right. days is a storyline mm -hmm. dancing in the dark really doesn't now dancing in the dark is the more popular video right and it's also his first video mm -hmm. that like was a conceptualized video his manager told him like yo mtv is a thing and you got to make a video and he's like i don't know how to do that and it's like and he's like all right we'll just do what you do like just do what you do and we're just gonna film it and then, you know, they bring out Courtney Cox and she has her little boy haircut and she's dancing and they do the, the most white people, white people dance ever. And to this day, people still like cry and bring signs on like at their shows and go, please let me dance with you during Dancing in the Dark. Right, right. And they do all that stuff. But I went for Glory Days because I can. Okay. That's, look, I'm not against it. I have it. the microphone, and you don't. That's true. Oh. <laughs> so you will listen to every word that I say. <laughs> That's a. You know what we should. <laughs> We've got to do a. Uh, I tell you what would be fun one night. A for, wedding singer watch just, and quote along. Yeah, just a wedding singer watch along. Yeah. Do it live. We'll do it live, like we did with Star Wars for the 40th anniversary on Geek Out Loud. It'll be a blast. Look, I'm not saying that you should have picked Glory Days, or I mean that you should have picked Dance in the Dark. I just, based on Wendy's comments about the Madonna song earlier, I was like, well, maybe that is, maybe that is the more iconic. I don't know. No, Dance in the Dark is definitely the more iconic. Yeah. For sure. And, like, I remember, not to bring the podcast down, but I remember when Prince died. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, or my God, last year, what am I talking about? When Prince died last year, a lot of people were saying, like, if you were to do, like, a Mount Rushmore of, like, 80s MTV era people and mm -hmm. artists, like Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. Prince, mm -hmm. Madonna, yes. and Bruce Springsteen was on there. Like, so many people are like, no, you have to put Bruce. Like, Born in the USA was such this unbelievably That's huge true. smash success that's true you have to put bruce up there so he had to get hit with the times and he had to do he had to get with the 80s had to get with the music videos yeah 
That's true. I didn't even think about Born in the USA being that much bigger than than those others. Oh yeah. I guess. But, I, but music video wise, not not really. Right. 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 But yeah, I'm thinking music video wise. I yeah. So that's true. Um. Here's a here's a song that gives me the creeps. I'll explain why okay. afterwards. <laughs> So this is Duran Duran, Hungry Like the Wolf. Of course. And uh, they are world travelers in this thing. They're in India. It looks like they're... Is that India they're supposed to be in? Yeah, because the kid was doing the uh, the snake charming and everything. But then they're out... I don't know where it looks like they're out. Out in the jungle somewhere. Maybe that is the jungles of India. <laughs> I don't know, but they've got the, the different tribes people looking at them, so it looks like it could be anywhere. But anyhow, uh, my point is this, is, um, you know, again... The high production quality, the... I, I can't even tell what's going on. The guy's looking for somebody, that's for sure. And he's hungry like the wolf. And he's hungry like the wolf. And I'm like, you just flipped your table over. You're not going to be able to eat now. <laughs> uh, but um, I'll tell you why this song creeps me out. Okay. And then and then we can talk more specifically about the video if we want to. But uh, I, I've, I've often talked on this show about my relationship to rock music and any secular music really um back in the day as a child growing up and that is you know not in our house and um we had a guy come to our church one time who was one of those preach against rock music guys and he was talking about at one point duran duran he was talking about the violence in rock music mm-hmm. and he was talking about um a situation where a woman killed her children um, for the man that she was now in love with because he didn't want her children around. And the night she did it, she was listening to this song. This was her favorite song. Oh, and gosh. so she had it on a calmer down. So, well, here's the thing. Just a, just a preacher story to try to scare us off from the evils of rock and roll? Nay, nay. They made a Lifetime movie about the woman. <laughs> and they used this song in said movie. So... It's just kind of, it's got that creepy uh, attachment to it because of that situation. But um, it it jams. It's a song that jams. And the music video is also, like I say, it's, again, it's kind of high concept. I don't know what he's doing. I don't, I can't figure out who he's looking for. 
you know, but they're all over the jungle and all over the India running and searching, searching and running. And then they get kind of sidetracked with some women. I mean, it is Duran Duran. Yes. Those pretty faces. Talk about MTV darlings, by the way. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Freaking Duran Duran. Yeah. Like critics to this day hate Duran Duran. Like, nothing they've ever done is worth anything. Just absolutely awful. And then, guess what? It doesn't matter what the critics say because the people loved them. Like, it was like Beatlemania Part 2. Like, when you look at, like, old videos of Duran Duran, like, going, like, from their hotel to their limo. Like, unreal. And such good, like, again, an example of super, super early MTV videos. Mm -hmm. You kind of don't know what's going on. They're trying to be all, you know, high concept, artsy, fartsy, all that stuff. And do they look dated now? Yes. Are they still some of the best videos ever made? Yes. Well, like he's fighting a woman in the jungle and, and the one dude, you know, he has the, uh, he has the Don Johnson. It, it, well, he has the Indiana Jones. If he dressed like Don Johnson, look going. I mean that was a, that was the thing. Yes, yeah, and I don't know why critics didn't like these guys. Their their music's not bad because their music was popular and it wasn't Dire Straits. Well, look, I like Dire Straits as much as the next guy, but you can't you can't deny Duran Duran. Nope. And it's like you said, they were they were indeed video darlings. Yeah. And you know, even even us uh, even us good Southern Baptists couldn't get away from them. Duran Duran was made for MTV. There are a few bands that were made for music videos and mm -hmm. for the, the video medium, and Duran Duran is one of them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without a doubt. Well, we can't we can't dip into 80s talk ever on this show without uh, talking about these guys. Um, one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Yo, oh, indeed. Indeed. We named them Def Leppard. Um, but before we get into the video Kristen you sent me one of their MTV promos from way back when and I think this even has a little bit of a VHS quality to it so please excuse the sound quality but this is it's also like 13 seconds this is Def Leppard doing uh, an MTV promo hi we're Def Leppard on MTV music television 24 hours a day man MTV when it was actually music television. Right. And you know that that's an early promo because Rick Allen has both arms. That's true. That's... Pyromania days. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, this was the official video for Bringing on the Heartbreak. We open on trees. Gypsy, sitting, looking pretty 
All right, Kristen, you've been challenged in the chat. With I know, I saw, but... Uh-huh. Okay, let's talk about this video. So I'm so glad you picked this video because there is a story behind it, okay? You, there, you, are two, you, there are two versions of this video. You picked this video. No, I'm so glad you picked this version of the video to play. Okay. So there's two versions of this video, okay? All right. The, the version that you did not play... Mm-hmm was recorded in 1982 mm -hmm. in the UK. And it is literally just them playing live. Okay. All right. And because MTV didn't have many videos to play, they picked up on that video. And while Def Leppard was recording Pyromania and in debt and like, oh my God, how are we going to pay for this record? It's getting so expensive. It's getting so expensive. High and Dry was selling like gangbusters because of MTV and because of bringing on the heartbreak. Okay. So that was paying for them to be able to be in the studio and make pyromania. And because MTV was such a thing, they went back, remixed bring it on the heartbreak and made an alternate video, which is the one you played, mm -hmm. made an alternate video with this weird, like, Joe is in, like, a foreman's outfit, and he's in, like, a jumpsuit, and then, like, a guitar comes out of the water at one point, and they're all on these things. So this song isn't so much about the concept and storyline. This song is about MTV literally enabled Def Leppard to continue making Pyromania, oh, wow. one okay. of the most influential records of the 80s that essentially started the quote fingers glam metal of mm -hmm. the 80s well it seems boom and what well done well done it seems to me that in this movie the guitar is like excalibur because there's a lady in the lake um and there's always an excalibur theme in Def Leppard videos look at fooling well and <laughs> and then there is of course the the industrial thing as if to say this is the end of romance you know, now we're back at work, but this romantic idea of going through the woods and being given a mystical guitar by a lady in the lake, and uh, you've broken my heart. You've brought on the heartbreak, so you've brought on the end of the romance. There, there. There's my. And then he's chained. Like, Joe Elliott's always chained to something in these early videos. Like, they hate, Def Leppard hates their music videos. And it's, like, so funny. They always say, like, well... If you wanted to torture me, you would make me sit down and watch all of our old videos. And, like, I mean, I'm down with it. Like, I'll watch Rick Savage in a mask, like, row Joe Elliott down, like, a river. That's fine. I'll watch <laughs> Rady's Rick Savage in anything. Absolutely anything. Including the awful Rick Savage show that they that is on YouTube from MTV back in the day where he's just showing videos and he's, like, laying in a hammock and, like, looks great. Like, I will watch anything involving that man. But, yeah, like, not definitely not the best. Well, what about Def Leppard versus Quiet Riot? Oh, you get ready. Get ready for Steve's reaction, everyone. Kristen also gave us this. We, since we've got Def Leppard, I, I figured I'd wait till after we played uh, a little bit of Heartbreak to uh, to play this. This The name of this is just video, Def Leppard versus Quiet Riot Friday Night Video Fight. Here we go. It's being quiet. 
is better than being dead. The Friday Night Video Fights World Championship. Death Leopard's Rock of Ages versus Quiet Riot's Come On, Feel the Noise. Hey, DeBrow, you say you got no worries, you got us, Death Leopard. You own the title for eight weeks. Big deal! It's up oh. to you to decide who's gonna bang your head harder! Oh, wow. Hey, DeBrow, I'm talking to you. You're old, you're tired, and you're losing it. You got one hit, but it's not hard enough. Oh, wow. For sure one thing, American metal never rusts. It just gets stronger. This is heavyweights against lightweights. Hey, Quiet Riot, you're dead meat. Come and feel the noise of this. The Friday Night Video Fights. 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific. Exclusively on MTV Music Television. Oh. Well, there that was. <laughs> so, uh, it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen. So you got Quiet Riot talking smack with with Def Leppard. How about he starts? Is it better to be quiet or be deaf? And then it just I mean, goes from there. And I mean, and then they're like taking some real shots. You've got one hit, but it's not hard enough. American steel never rusts. Yeah. Please, we all know British is better. He said American metal never rusts. Wow. Wow. Now, were Friday night video fights, was that kind of like TRL for back in the day? I mean, maybe. I have no idea. I think it's like, a, well, you call in and you pay, and like whoever calls right. in, whoever gets the most calls, that's the video that gets played. Right. Yeah. My, my browser's being really slow. I wonder if it's because I have so many YouTube tabs pulled up. <laughs> I wonder what could cause it to be so slow. Huh, YouTube. I don't know. I mean, I've closed them out as we've gone through. So, I don't know. But, yeah, everything's slowed down on this end all of a sudden. Um, that's wild. Like, I, I wonder if that's what it was. If it was kind of like an old school TRL. Like, you know, call in and vote for the best. Or, you know, we'll see who makes it till next week kind of thing. Or did they find out, like, the the next week? Well, I don't know, because they say you've been for six weeks or eight weeks. Big right. deal. Yeah. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite impressions that you do. <laughs> one, of my fa- one of your favorite bad impressions? Yes. Holding, number, holding steady at number one for eight weeks in a row, Quiet Riot. A cover song With that many people don't know is a cover song. Oh, it was Bang Your Head? I thought it was Come On, Feel the Noise. Uh, I don't know. He says bang your head. We're going to bang your head. I, I don't... Man, my... Okay, I'm closing everything out except this stuff and see. I don't know. I, I really want to see a clip of Friday Night Video Fights just to see if it'll take us anywhere. We'll maybe swing back around to it at the end depending on how things go. Um, So you mentioned that you know it was because of MTV that they enabled Def Leppard to to go on and make pyromania. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's another story of enabling for you, Kristen. How about that? How about that for a segue? I was just riding with you on your segue. Yeah. Come ride with me on it. Here we go. what to 
do. Steve Perry, not Steve Perry, Steve Tyler has said that because of Run DMC, that's what really gave Aerosmith a huge renaissance. Oh, um, yeah. During the 80s and, and them bringing this around, doing this. And this is the original hip rock, everybody. Um, and the video is huge. It's both of them together on stage. Of course, you know, the Steve Tyler busting through the wall and, um, and, and the whole fight. You know, it's almost done like a battle and... It's just a it, classic video, classic moment in in music history. And I will take you back to um, one of the coolest moments with this song that I've ever seen was in the 19, I believe it was the 1999 Video Music Awards. Okay. Um, it opened up with um, Kid Rock doing Ba with the Ba, right? Oh, I think I remember this, but go on. And... I forget who it transitions into, but eventually, here comes, uh, here comes Aerosmith walking. They bust through a wall and walk down the aisle, and they go into walk this way. And it was just, it was an incredible opening number, um, because it was it was Kid Rock. I, I don't know if DMC was there or not, but I feel like they would have had to have been. But it was Kid Rock and someone else, and Aerosmith shows. Up. I mean, it's like just everybody that was cool ended up being on stage at that moment. And um, it was good stuff. So I think it was. I think it Kid Rock, Run DMC, and Aerosmith. Was it Run? Seeing, did Run DMC I'm come out? Ball with the Bob, Rock Box, and mm-hmm. Walk This Way. Okay. From the VMAs. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what it was. That was what it was, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Again, when the VMAs were relevant. Well, well, and not only that, but like that's the last year I remember them being good. Okay. Um. I remember it wasn't too many years later when, well, let's see, 11 years ago would have been 2006. And I remember in 2006, them doing their 20, or maybe it wasn't 2006 because they didn't do VMAs until, but anyhow, when they did their like 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary of the VMAs, mm-hmm. like they were so dead set on not doing anything that had come before, like just looking to the future that there were no throwback acts in it whatsoever. And I'm like, you have missed an incredible opportunity to celebrate 25 years of the VMAs. 
And I was like, so you guys don't know what you're doing over there anymore, basically. Um, they should have just looked to grunge and be like, wow, not just completely disregarding everything that came before. Hmm. Let's not do that. That's what they well, should have done. I mean, like, it's a thing of like with, with the, with the talent that was current and, you know, to bring back some of the older talent, you know, that, you know, had been a big part of the VMAs back in the day and to have some different mashups and stuff would have been amazing. And they just like, no, we'll just do this. Speaking of VMAs, you know who won the Best New Artist VMA in 2005? I do not. The Killers. Oh, wow. Cool. You know who they beat? My Chemical Romance. Oh. I was very upset. Well, that's that's crazy. I'm trying... All I can find is... Um, promos. For what? For the Friday Night Video Fights. Oh. M Genesis... Did a Friday night video fight? Pro mm -mm, no, thank you. No, -uh, we're it. not playing that. Not against it, just you know, not really totally for it. Um, yeah, Kid Rock, Run DMC, and Aerosmith. It was a great performance. I'm telling you, it was one of those things. It's like I was like, well, if this is how they're going to do it, I'll watch this every year. <laughs> and uh, and then the next year, it just I don't think it ever lived up to it. I want to play a little bit of it. You gotta, you gotta suffer through Kid Rock first. Ah! Of course, he's shirtless. So you just watch it's like, oh, there's Kid Rock shirtless. That's fun. And Run DMC is already out there with him. And so you're thinking, well, this is it. Remember beepers? Did you ever have a beeper? I did not, no. They were big for a minute. I mean, I remember when beepers used to be a thing only doctors had. And then, you know, the 90s come along and it's like, everybody's got a beeper. Everyone thought they were important. Yep. Well, and that morphed into cell phones. Let's be honest. Yep. And Instagram and social media. Exactly. And they come busting through a wall. Just a great moment. <laughs> Walking down the aisle singing. I'm all about someone who, who's willing to walk down the aisle and sing. His monitor, obviously, isn't working very well. Say what now? They did the mic flips. They are doing the mic flips. Oh, 
Yeah, so, I mean, that was just a jamming set to start out. I mean, you know, just a great opening number to that. And, I mean, if you want to see, you know, I, honestly, it's one of the last times I remember being fired up about the VMAs. It, it's like they've kind of lost their way a little bit, if I'm being honest. I, I think it's just a testament to MTV kind of losing its way in the, you know, dropping the M, if you will. They are trying to bring TRL back. Are they really? Yeah, it's coming back in October, apparently. I wonder how successful that will be. I don't know. I ho- like. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> It'll never be what it was. Sure, sure it won't. But, you know, how about this? Everyone that complains about... But the problem also is, well, of course, the music you were digging on TRLs. And, yeah. Whoa. Uh, what? What's that? What? I'm sorry. What? I didn't hear you. I said, uh, here's our next song. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> kind of my theme song. Oh, and what a video. You do that handspring, lady. So is this video about him leaving her or her leaving him? I mean, does it really matter? Well, it's an anthem. It is an anthem. And Tawny Katane was doing cartwheels on the hood of a car. No one cared. Mm. I know I sure didn't. <laughs> and then there she is riding out the car window. That's always fun, too. Oh, Dangerous. yeah. Total, total um, not safe for work moment there that no one caught for like 20 years. Yeah. Well. Maybe some people did, and they just didn't say anything. People caught it, but no no one was like, censor that. Right. Well, censor that. You know. Mm. Tawny Katane in these videos, hair goals. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want all that hair. I mm-hmm. want it exactly styled like that, and I want it as big as that. That's what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, you can't talk about the 80s without talking about the video vixen. That's right. And Tawny Katane is one of the few that you knew who they were they were consistently in videos and like tawny katane is in um like rat videos because she was dating a dude from rat like so you saw her in a bunch of other places so 
yeah, man, you can't, you have to respect the video vixen because guess what? People might not have even known, like, oh, White Snake sings this. This is White Snake. But people are like, yo, that's the video with the chick that does the cartwheels on the Jaguars. Yes. I'll tell you this: when when she goes and like eats his face, like that's not safe when you're driving. Um. Well, no, considering she pulls him completely off the steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah. That's dangerous. Well, that's why he's she's trying to kill him. That's why he's going off on his own now. <laughs> like a drifter, he was born to walk alone. And and look, I don't know that Tony Katane had the best life after this. You know, down the road, I, I think I, I tend to remember seeing her on the Surreal Life, I believe. Or either probably oh, remember the surreal life. Yeah, I do. That <laughs> oh, was so good. That, that was, was quality reality TV. That's right on VH1. That was one of my that was one of my favorite moments in in television history. Is when I forget who was in the house. I just know it was uh, old Rob Van Winkle himself, Vanilla Ice, and Tammy uh, Faye. Tammy, Tammy Faye, Faye was in the house. Tammy Faye was in the house because Tammy Faye actually talked him into just getting over himself and accepting who he'd been, and accepting you know what he meant to people. And they Except go. Except that you stole that that line from the Queen and David well, Bowie but song. They, no, theirs goes dun 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 diga dun dun. Mine goes. And his goes dun 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 diga dun dun. That's right. Yeah. The itty bitty ting. I mean, they're driving down the road and she pulls him into the back seat. Anyhow, um, so they're at a they're out partying out hanging out or whatever and and they're doing some karaoke and the girls get up and do, Ice Ice Baby. And he's kind of resistant. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like. He's kind of ticked off about it. But they're just they're destroying it. Like they are just killing the song in a, not a good way. <laughs> and it's more than he can take. So he takes to the stage and does karaoke and does Ice Ice Baby. And that was a great moment in time. But I can't remember if she was on this or on uh, Celebrity Rehab. Ooh. I, why do I feel like it might have been Celebrity Rehab? Might have been. And why Why do I admit that I watched these shows at one point in my life? Oh, my God. I totally did, too. I remember when Steven Adler was on Celebrity Rehab. He was a hot mess. Oh, he was bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not good at all. I'm looking to see if she was on Celebrity Rehab or not. I can't remember. And Yes, she was. Okay, it was Celebrity Rehab. Yeah, she was kind of a mess, too, bless her heart. I felt bad for her. So, Dean Cooper says the age-old question, Tommy, Tony Katane or Bobby Brown? Tony Katane. See, I do. I think so, too. That I gotta be honest, it's her hair. It's the hair. Everyone loves a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will give to Bobby Brown is that Janie Lane literally sought her out from when she was, like, a beauty queen. He was like, I want that one. And he got her. Good for him. Yeah. And you Nothing know what? Last, I, th I think it's worth addressing. I don't know if we've addressed it. I guess we have. But I always feel like I need to address it when we come back to this song, even though it has nothing to do with the video. What was uh -huh. he thinking when he first wrote this, saying, like a hobo, I was born to walk alone? I don't know. Things just don't translate, man. Well, but not only that, but I mean, what's a, a better word that just fits better and flows better is drifter. Because it's more mysterious. Right. Hobo, yes. we all have a little, like, we're like, oh, a hobo. Well, hobos don't 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 walk alone. They get on the trains together with other hobos, and they have their little hobo camps and everything. There you go. Yeah, it's a it's a magical lifestyle. Also, so can I just say, okay, so um, remember? Do you remember when I showed you the glory that is the song Jelly Roll? 
Uh, yes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, remember the guy's in the rain, he tears his shirt open? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, that, that glory. Yes. So, um, he is the guitar, he was the guitar player for Whitesnake. So he co-wrote and recorded all of Slide It In and co-wrote and recorded all of the Whitesnake self-titled album in 87. And David Coverdale basically had their manager fire him before the album even came out. So, like, the band that you see in the video had nothing to do with recording the album. They're all hired guns, including one Vivian Campbell, now of Def Leppard. Wait, so now what now? What do you mean, what now? What don't you get? Well, I'm not going to lie. I got distracted. Oh, my God, Steve. Okay. I'm sorry. So the, beautiful, the beautiful shirt-ripping man, John yes, Sykes. right. Jelly Roll. Co-wrote and recorded everything on Slide It In, which is the first, like, the the, the first, like, big record that I guess that hit for Whitesnake. Gotcha. Um, and he co-wrote and recorded all of, here I, or here I go again, oh, my God, all of Whitesnake, the 87 self-titled record, which Here I Go Again's on, Still of the Night, Is This Love, all those big Whitesnake songs. And then David Coverdale, the singer of Whitesnake, had the manager fire John Sykes mm -hmm. and the rest of the band. So the band that's in the music video for, you know, Is This Love, Here I Go Again, Still Night, all that jazz, never recorded on this record at all. Really? And they're all hired guns in the music video. Oh, wow. So that's why they all have, like, that perfectly, like, primmed and proper hair. Like, that was, like... We need to get you guys. You guys need to have this look. This is what's big right now. Like, we need guys that look like this. Huh. Well, that doesn't seem... But so what... Okay, so what happened to those guys? I mean, they went off and they... Well, Blue Murder is the, is the band that was formed off, the, off most of those guys. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, no more White Snake. I'm sure they would all rather be in White Snake, but maybe not if they had to deal with that, you know, BS all the time. Right. Huh. Well, that's crazy. That's that's a seedy underbelly story. I know. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta put one of those out every now and then, Steve. I guess. Otherwise, really, why do you have me here? I guess. I tell you what, I'm really stressing about this whole slow internet thing. This has never happened before. Would you do anything for fast internet? I would. <laughs> Our final video. Is there anything you wouldn't do? I won't do that. And I would do anything for love. I'd run right into hell and back. I would do anything for love. I'll never let
some days it don't come easy And some days it don't come hard Some days it don't come at all And these are the days that never end And some nights you're breathing fire And some nights you're caught in ice Some nights you're like nothing I've ever seen before will again And maybe I'm crazy Oh, meatloaf. You know I love me some meatloaf. I know you do. And I tell you, this video, now this was the 90s. And um, I just remember it, like seeing it. I'm like, what is this guy doing? What is this? What's happening? Why am I scared right now? What? (laughs) The makeup. It was the makeup. Oh, really freaky makeup. Um, I couldn't tell if he was a vampire or a phantom. Still can't, by the way. I guess because he's out in the sun, so he can't be a vampire. Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, Twilight vampires can get out in the in the sun. Oh, really? You gonna do that? I'm just saying. Also, 30 years ago, like that, like this week or last week, Lost Boys came out. That's ah, right. I still believe everybody. That's right. We talked about it on Pass the Corn recently with Eric oh, Chernovitz. Yeah, yeah. So good. I had I had one of the greatest moments in podcast in my podcasting history as we talked. Uh, about Superman 4, then Lost Boys, and then the Masters of the Universe, like all right in a row. And I was like, this is, this has been my favorite thing ever. And, and we talked, and we talked Sweaty Man with the tight leather pants. So <laughs> playing good. Playing the saxophone. You should just pull to George Costanza at the end of the episode and been like, that's it for me. Thank good night, you, everybody. Have a good night. Yeah. Good night, everybody. I'm out. Oh, yeah. But this video, it's like, like he was telling it. I mean, I guess he's telling a story. And it feels all medieval, but then there are like police with flashlights and a motorcycle. a motorcycle. Yeah. So do you know what he wouldn't do? Um, it's something he says I say in the beginning of the song. I never lie to you. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Well, what it is is it's all those things that he says. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I, I heard someone there's a there's a radio talk show that I listen to from based out of Alabama uh, that I've listened to for years. They're heroes of mine, and um, they were on a movie set that Meatloaf was on, and um, they kept kind of talking to him, talking to him, and he's like, "I tell you what, I will hang out with you guys if you can tell me what that is, and I'll do anything for love." And I forget who they knew or who they talked to that gave them the answer, and like. Well, that's that. That's all that stuff that you say. And they said he was so disappointed that we knew the answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, but he hung out with us. So. Good old Jim Steinman. Yep. His daughter is married to Scott Ian from Anthrax. I knew that. Yeah. They've been together that. forever. Yeah. I did know that. So is this jumping through time, I guess? Like, it's him. he was a monster back in the day, and and then he's a normal person in normal times. I mean, I think this is one of those videos that we could break down and never reach a, uh, you know, now, a see, hard-formed answer. Well, I tell you what, when when we just get to the point that we've got nothing to talk about, I think that's what we need to start doing. So, like, in, like, 2059? Yeah, and we just need to start taking videos and just, like, second by second. Just... Maybe that could be a segment. Like, at the end of a show, if we end early, we're like, mm-hmm. all right, well, this is this is run a bit short. Minute by minute. Just do, I can do anything for love by the minute. And then they, each episode is just a minute's worth of the video. 
that that's so good. About. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're breaking down today. Also, I saw that I saw from a... the Star Wars minute, by the way. I think so. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's well, okay. We could bring it here too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good ideas never fail. Um, I saw a drag queen perform this song once as Beast from Beauty and the Beast, and then they transformed into Belle, and it was amazing. And I've never thrown ones on a stage quite so fast. Well, I tell you what, I could not find a good copy uh, online of of the video of the official video like it was a bunch of people who had some special edits out there and everything and in fact the one i just played seemed like it was even cut up a little weird to to do something i don't know what it was but um there's some live versions of him doing it and but there is a beauty and the beast uh video that someone cut together uh with this song and it starts there, out with Beauty and the Beast. There you go. Let me see. It just says, I would do anything for love, but I want to. And there's Belle. Just <laughs> dancing through the town. Little town. Such a quiet village. She's, <laughs> Every day like the one before. Yeah, and she's run out into the fields. And there's the mountains. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It almost fits her mouth, but they let her talk a little too long there. I mean, they're trying to get her actually singing it. That's great. <laughs> oh, there's the beast. Aww. The best Disney prince. I'm sucked into this just watching Beauty and the Beast with this song. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I love Beauty and the Beast. I used to do a new Beauty and the Beast video to this. Oh, wow. When they're kissing at the end, it goes into fireworks. That's when it just kicked off right here. That's great. <laughs> well done, Zelda Queen 64. Well done. <laughs> that only has 36,000 views on YouTube. Come on, people. Now, how are they going to have... Now, see, Meatloaf Vivo. How are you going to have... It's all coming back to me now. But Which, you... I'm sorry. That version has nothing on Celine's. Thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> Anytime, Steve. Oh, Cause let me tell you, I I don't know if I've made it a secret here, but I've made it no secret on Disney Vault Talk. I love some Celine Dion. That woman can sing. <laughs> she can sing. But this is what I'm I'm just wondering. Like, okay, Meet Love Vivo. Let's see if they actually have it on here. Um. Nope. I don't. Wow. What is this mess? No. They have a lot of seventies. A lot of seventies yeah. videos. Look I mean, at they have Bad Out of Hell. Yeah. I'm seeing that. Razor's Edge, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. View six more? Sure, I will. Wow. How do they not have... Huh. Like his biggest song. I, I mean, it really is. I don't know. Some people might argue with you on that. I mean, it's de it's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's the running joke. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. That's right. That's right. So, but I just remember that video, you know, seeing it back in the day, um, you know, and I, I don't know, when did that come out? In the 90, in the early 90s? I want to say like 91, 92. Yeah, I was young, so I wasn't, I don't think I was in high school yet, or I was just getting ready to go into high school, and, and it was like, wow, this is kind of a definitive video, it seems like. Like, it always felt huge to me. Um, 
I mean, everything Meatloaf does is huge. Right. It's just the nature of the music. Right. Now, did you know that Meatloaf did a thing with superheroes? Uh, no. On the, uh, there was, um, there was a campaign that they did with the Special Olympics, I think, is what it mm -hmm. was. And so, and, and Marvel was doing it, and on the back of, there were several months in there where on the back of the comic, once you finish reading, there, the ad on the back was a little comic in and of itself, and Meatloaf is playing his guitar, and he's like, thinking something, he's like, but the, oh, how's he say it? But the Special Olympics are the real heroes. And, um, and then he's joined on stage by a bunch of Marvel heroes, and it's like some kind of, you could send off for a song that he did, or some such. Okay, I feel like you have told me about this. Yeah. Now that you say like it's on the back of the comic book. Yeah, yeah. Meatloaf for the Special Olympics. He's yeah. He's sitting there jamming in the first panel. He's like Special Olympics are real heroes. I'm going to give them everything I've got. But who's going to? But who's going to help me? And then there's a panel with a bunch of superheroes standing there with him. We'll help Meatloaf, but how? It says by returning this coupon today, and um, you send these in. And you got a song, as I understand, as I recall. And well, that's fun. And I've got a friend, Michael Bailey, who does uh, does a podcast called Views from the Long Box, and um, <clears throat> and it's uh, it's all about comic books and stuff. And I think he actually tracked down that song and uh, was kind of disappointed with it. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Like, you have to go through all that, and it kind of sucks. It's called A Time for Heroes. we got to listen to it now. That's Meatloaf hitting the charts this week with A Time for Heroes. <laughs> oh, Casey. The new Avengers theme. Yeah, so that's interesting. Anyhow, I would do anything for love. Great video. I was always... Quintessential MTV video. Yeah. Now, time out. I also now hearing Meatloaf was in the Land of a Thousand Dances wrestling album video. Worlds are colliding. Hold on. I'm I'm just going to put it in the old machine here. Meatloaf. He was also in Spice World, which was amazing and fantastic. Video. He was in Spice World. Yeah, he was the bus driver. Um, in Land of a Thousand Dances, of all things. This is terrible, by the way. You want to talk about terrible? All the wrestlers are up on stage. Where's Meatloaf? I don't see Meatloaf.
No, that's Mr. Fuji. That's old Don Morocco. I'm looking. Well. All right, M. Dunn, you got to tell me where he's at so I don't have to watch this whole thing. This is actually painful. I mean, like, for real. Oh, Piper. Oh, the Sheik. About a minute in, he's playing drums. All right, we're almost a minute in. That was Jesse the Body Venture, by the way. Well, we're over a minute in. I hadn't seen him yet. There he is, sure enough, playing drums. Gee whiz. <laughs> Look at that. He's sitting there playing drums. At about oh, ye of little faith. About a minute seven. Well, M. Dunn knows his stuff, but man, that's crazy. Oh, Meatloaf, he'd do anything for money, huh? And for love. Yeah, well, he won't do that. But with this, it's like, look, if you'll be in a wrestling video for money, you'll, surely you'll do anything for love. That's what I'm saying about that. Um, I don't have a, a song to go out to, Kristen. MTV, though, was a good stuff back in the day. Not, I mean, not that I got to watch it. <laughs> so sad for you. Well, it was always that thing we'd go to someone else's house, you know, and they'd have it on and be like, this is cool, this is cool. Wow, look at that, you know. And then there were those big things that could not escape anyone's notice. You know, you're talking about your thriller, your um, your your Madonna stuff, some of the stuff from the VMA somehow just seeped into, even without people recording it and showing it to you later, somehow you ended up seeing it, it felt like. It just entered itself into pop culture, and mm -hmm. that's what MTV did when it came out. It yeah. entered everything into pop culture. Yeah, now are you glad that I did not do um, November Rain? Um, to be honest, I was shocked as all hell that you didn't do Paradise City or Sweet Child of Mine since you put them on every single list that you do. Oh, really? Do I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I do now. That's for sure. <laughs> that's the new running joke. Yeah. And best ballads of all time. And we're going to play Paradise City. <laughs> he says the girls are pretty. Yeah, but I mean, come on. November, you want to talk about videos and stuff. November Rain. Yeah, but that was also when Guns N' Roses was just this bloated, gross, awful thing. What do you mean by that? Because Use Your Illusion was awful mm, and bloated. Double record, my left foot. It should have been one record. And they, even then, it wouldn't have been very good. But the video was. Oh like my God, I'm leaving. Classic MTV video. Don't you go anywhere. My headphones have come off. You, I can't hear you. you I'm jerk. done. No, don't you go anywhere. All right, well, now that Kristen's gone. I'm done. All right. Well, I guess that means we wrap it up. We're done, too. What a journey it's been, as Rock Out Loud always is, and uh, it's been a good time. Reminiscing happy birthday to MTV, 36 years old. Twice as old as Kristen. <laughs> Not quite. Oh, there she's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, TRL coming back in October. Is this, the, is this them putting the genie back in the bottle? Can they return to their former glory? 
Do they even want to? Is it financially sound for them to even try? Probably not. As much as we all complain about it. And I remember when MTV2 came along. And it was like, we're going to be all music. And then they weren't. And then it was like, well, VH1 is our haven. Nope. And then VH1 Classics. And then they said, no, there's no money in it. So, so we're stuck with YouTube, which is fine. That's fine. You, uh, Meatloaf just needs to get his I Would Do Anything for Love video up there. Well, that does it for us. If you want to email us, we encourage you to do so. Rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. Rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter as well. You can follow us, Rockoutloudpod. Kristen is at Xboxing the Stars. I'm at Steve Gloss. And you can follow the entire Goliverse at Goliverse. Go ahead and go check out our Facebook page and the Goliverse Facebook group. And, uh, and join up, like them, be a part of them. A lot of fun discussion going on in that group. We talk about everything in there. Kristen can go off on Outlanders and then turn around and go off on The Killers. It's all kinds of fun stuff that happens in there. It's just random and great. So uh, we invite you to be a part of that. If you want to support the shows, you can use the links you'll find to Amazon and Think Geek and Entertainment Earth. You can find all those at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. And we appreciate you using those. If you want to support the shows directly, you can do so through Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Well, that's, that's getting all the business out of the way for the man. We have made the man happy. And now it's sad because we got to go. All good things must come to an end. They sure, they sure must. And uh, I am, I'm trying to do five things at once all of a sudden for some reason. I don't know what my problem is. I need, I need some of that medicine that people take. Not medicine, but there's like some kind of herbal stuff you can take to help your focus out. Adderall? No, no, no. That's not herbal. I'm talking about like it's ginkgo. It's got a fun name like ginkgo biloba or something like that. I don't know. So, oh. Sounds like something a whale would spit up. But until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. Rock on, guys. Bye.